Welcome to this episode of Living La Vida de Luxury, a podcast for my black and brown women who are looking for a community to elevate their lives and careers. We'll talk about first-gen experiences with money, careers, our backgrounds, life, and just some plain old girl talk. All right, girl, let's get to it. Hey y'all, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Living La Vida de Luxury. Today, we are going to talk about how to hit your 100K salary. Yes, $100,000 a year in salary. How the hell do we do that? So today, I will be sharing with you my personal journey, but then also I'll give you tips and the advice to get you to that 100K journey. So let me start from the beginning. When I first started working, I was 18 years old and I worked in accounts payables. I was making $13 an hour. Okay, that was in 2007, right after graduating high school. I thought I was doing it big, y'all. I was like, yes, I am making big money. I am balling. (laughs) You know how that feeling is. Like, you know, when you're just finally making your own money, you don't have to ask mom and dad for any money. You got your own paycheck and you spend it on dumb shit, (laughs) like eating out and all of that, right? So that was me, 18 years old, making $13 an hour. And I was living la vida not the luxury, but uh, in my mind, I was, right? Especially coming from an immigrant family where your parents had to work two, three jobs to make ends meet. I mean, thankfully, luckily, you know, my parents were hardworking and we always had food on the table, always had a roof over our heads, always had clothes. We had the essentials, right, to live. But... um we didn't have all the other things that I used to see other kids or even on TV that other people had. So anyways, so, you know, start working and, well, I quickly realized accounts payable is not my thing. So I decided that I needed a change in my career. And at that time I said, I'll do whatever. I'll be a receptionist somewhere. I will work wherever as long as I'm out of here. It was also a toxic environment. And that was also like a driving force, a driving reason for me to get up out of there. And so I, at that time, put out my resume out on Career Builder. Career Builder was hot back in that time. And um, I put my resume together put it out on on career builder and um I started getting hits. I got a hit though for another accounts payables position. And I was like, oh, "Damn." I was like, "If I got to do another freaking accounts payables." But I also said, "You know what? If that's what it takes for me to get out of the environment that I'm in, then that's just what it's going to be." So, um, the recruiter invited me to a 
phone interview, which I, for a second, was like, is this a scam? Because I had not heard of a phone interview at that time. Remember, this is 2009, and, you know, we didn't have virtual interviews. We didn't have, or it wasn't at least known, and, you know, uh, uh, phone interviews. Like, that was not, and I still wasn't in HR, so I did not know about a lot of these things. So I was like, is it a scam? But I remember looking up the company, and... They had a website and all of that and they were legit so i said okay i'll give it a chance if this just if this is what it means for me to get up out of here so i ended up having the phone interview with the recruiter and the accounts payables position was in vienna virginia and i lived in landover maryland at that time and which was used you know, what used to be like a five minute commute for me was now going to turn into like 45 minutes to an hour or more, depending on traffic. But I was willing to do that just for the sake of my peace of mind, my happiness. Right. And um, I remember having the conversation with the recruiter and she was just like, you know, you have too much personality for accounts payables. How would you consider recruiting? being a recruiting assistant. And I said to her, well, I am totally open to it. I do not know anything of HR. I always consider the people from HR to be like assholes, <laughs> like the bad guys. They're the people that fire. They hire you, but they fire you. They write you up. And I was just like, I don't want to be a part of that. But I said, well, what the hell? You know, it was going to be closer to home. It was going to be in College Park. So I said, you know what, it's about like 20 minutes from me and I'd rather take that than to take an accounts payables position. So I took it. And at that time, I literally started as a recruiting assistant at, I think it was 16, 16.50 an hour, something like that. That was way, 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 way back then. Okay, 2009. Um, and I remember I was like, what? $2 more, $3 more than what I was making at one point. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. Like, I remember telling my man, like, oh my gosh, you know, those $2 are like going to be a big difference. Mind you, I come from a family that would get my mom or my dad, they would get like 25 cents, 50 cents of a pay increase, right? So this is what I grew up hearing in my home. And so for me to get a like a two dollar so raise in my pay, I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, wow, like that was a huge, huge jump. So anyway, um, I ended up joining the company and it was more like an administrative type of role. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I was together with a great group of amazing empowering women, strong women, independent women, smart women, um, also diverse, you know, it was nice because we were black and brown women in that team. And, you know, I, I was really inspired by them just to see them in their careers and how they were as people and, you know, just amazing recruiters and leaders and all of that. All of that to me was just inspiring and it was just so motivating and I was like, I want to be like them. <laughs> you know, I, I want to be like them. And as soon as I started 
in my role, I became a sponge. Started learning any and everything that I could for just for me to gain knowledge, to gain experience. And I really told myself, I am going to become an expert in my field. I am going to be like them, be like these women, right? I want people to look up to me and to be inspired by me and motivated by me and, and to see that you can become someone despite of your circumstances, your environment, your background and all of that. And, you know, I became very tight with each of those women. And mind you, they were older than me. I was like in my early 20s and, you know, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And, you know, so they had way more years, more knowledge, more experience than I did. But I really took everything that they told me. Everything. I soaked it all up, right? And throughout my career, you know, I did get promoted, you know, uh, several times within one company, the same company I was with for eight years. Um, I got promoted several times. And of course, you know, with promotions comes pay increase. Um, and usually, you know, we want more than just 50 cents or a dollar at that point. We want a little bit more than that. And, um, you know, I felt that I was getting fairly compensated for my experience, what I brought to the table and my promotions. So no complaints there. Like I said, I was surrounded by a group of strong women and minority women, black and brown women. My boss, she was a black woman. And, you know, I think that she also understood, she related with me uh, just to know that she probably looked in from the, I'm, I'm assuming from her eyes, she's thinking, yeah, we're going to make sure that Nada gets paid properly for what she deserves because she's putting in the work, right? So I always appreciate her for that because she really looked out for me and she showed me also how to be a strong leader and, and, and an example to others as well. So anyway, um, I spent about eight years with that company and I was working towards a promotion, but unfortunately, at the end of it, the um, leadership said, oh, well, yeah, sorry, there, it's not in the budget. Oof. Can you imagine that? Oof. Can you imagine that feeling? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I always still get flashbacks whenever I think back to that moment where I'm just like, damn. Like, I felt played, y'all, because, you know, I really worked my ass off, okay? What I was doing was I was leading recruitment for the company, for the hospitality side, and they, you know, were dangling this promotion and saying, well, if you do this, if you do that, we'll promote you. You'll get the next role. And they were um, considering opening up a regional hotel recruiter role which would cover uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania hotels and I'm thinking hell yeah if I'm a regional recruiter I'm gonna make more money and da 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 so you know I'm like yes let's do it right and unfortunately that promotion didn't happen um, even though I over delivered 
and I met my goals and I did everything that we talked about and things went according to plan. I mean, I hustled and bustled, y'all. I put in all the work, okay? Like, I literally would be in that work from 6 in the morning to like 6, 7 at night. Barely any family time. Like, I mean, I really sacrificed so much around me for that. When that promotion didn't happen, it was like, I remember, it, it, I, I remember kind of like blanking out. Like, I, like I, see, I could see them having the conversation with me, but, um, and the lips were moving and everything, but I wasn't hearing <laughs> what they were saying after that because I was just thinking in my mind, you played me, you know? Well, I went home that night. And, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm, like, telling my man, like, you know, he's always my sounding board. I'm always, like, telling him everything. I vent to him about everything. So, like, he knows me so well. And I went to him and I said, damn, you know, I'm just going to put myself out there, you know. And I did and started applying to different jobs. And on, I was on LinkedIn. I was on Indeed. I was on all these job boards. And, um... You know, I mean, things don't happen overnight, even though, like, I have a really strong network. And I even reached out to people in my network saying, hey, you know, I'm in the market. I'm looking, you know, just keep me in mind in case if, if there's anything that you know of. And, you know, but nothing had hit at that moment. And I kept trying and trying and trying and trying. It probably took me about maybe about four, five months. And there was a recruiter who had reached out to me and she she, re she reached out to me on LinkedIn and she was like, Nada, your profile looks amazing. You know, this is the kind of experience that my client is looking for. So she was a headhunter. Um, she had her own recruiting staffing agency and um, she had been hired by a company to you know, fill their position. So I remember she she was like, it was for a talent acquisition manager role, right? And I was like, okay, I'll get back to it. And I don't know what happened, but I just somehow just forgot about it. And my inboxes were always, my inbox was always flooded with messages that it eventually dropped down to the bottom and I didn't even like reread it again. So it just, was totally out of my mind right and mind you in those days I still kept trying still kept trying still kept trying so now so she you know so this was like January when she reached out to me so the whole situation to backtrack the whole situation that had happened with my job was like around September okay so starting in September started putting myself out there then by and don't get me wrong, I had been interviewing, I had been talking to people throughout that time between September and January, but I knew my worth and I knew that I wanted to make more money than I was making. And I was like, I'm not leaving my job for $5,000, $10,000 a year. Like the minimum that I'm going to have to leave is about 20000 Like if if it's not... If, if it's not anything more than 20000 I am not leaving. So I kept talking to people, and they were either offering me the same that I was making, 
just a little bit more but not over the number that i was looking for so then um january comes that recruiter reached out to me and totally forget and by february she reaches back out and she's like hey nada i'm just circling back you know i didn't hear back from you last time and i am very interested in 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 your experience and you know i would definitely like to talk to you you know could we set up some time and i was like oh crap hell yes and i was like yes let's talk okay and i remember um, having that conversation with her so we did a, a phone interview together and you know she told me about the role it was a talent acquisition manager position i was a talent acquisition specialist at that time and i was just like yeah let's you know let's let's talk right so anyway we went through the process and you know spoke with her spoke to the hiring team and within like less than a month i they offered me the position and i remember her asking me well like how much are you looking for and i said to her i'm looking for at least i said 75 this is base right without the bonus without any of that and she was like okay well she was like you know i will talk to the hiring team and we'll see what we can offer you right okay great so she gets back to me and she was just like nada i have great news and i said oh my gosh i was like what and she was just like um we are definitely going to be able to offer you more than what you are asking for and i was just like okay i was like all right great and i remember i'm in my car um literally right after my interview with the hiring manager because i had two in-person interviews and i was with the hiring manager and she said to me yeah so we would like to offer you at 85 base and then she said um ten thousand dollars in bonus so that brings you up to 95 uh for this for this offer i was like what i was like oh my gosh that is over way more than i was asking for and i was just like oh my gosh and i'm getting a bonus mind you my old job they didn't give me a bonus i literally was off of just straight salary okay and i was at 55 in those days so i go around 55 or 60 something like that and i was just like what i remember like oh my gosh you are kidding me and she was like nope you know we would definitely like to offer i y'all i cried i was in my car and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry i was like this is just so exciting for me i cannot believe this is happening this is more than what i've been asking for oh my god it's such a blessing and the recruiter she was so amazing like she was just like girl like she was like you deserve it you know this is your worth and you know and it just she just like spoke all these like words of like affirmations and, and just positivity and everything to me and it was just like 
afterwards I thought about it. I was like, man, I was like, that was God talking to me. Okay. Like God put that in her to offer me more. Cause she told me, she was like, I pushed for your 85. She's like, I know you were asking for 75, but I pushed for your 85 plus then, you know, your bonus. She's like, this is first year. She was like, you know, by next year, she's like, you'll definitely be up in the six figures. So I was like, okay. And I was like, bet, you know? And I was just like, wow. Like I, I was just so excited. I was thrilled. So I became a talent acquisition manager. I was like shy of the 100 base, okay? So really you could say that my increase in pay from like where I was at, you could say if I, let's say, I think it was at 60. So I was like at, let's say like a $35,000 increase. So between 35 to $40,000 increase in a year, okay? In a year. I was like, what? I was like, oh my gosh, right? So what? I felt so powerful. Once I got that offer letter, I remember looking at that offer letter back and forth like, I cannot believe I'm making this kind of money, right? Mind you, I come from a background of people that we don't make that kind of money, okay? That's not normal for us. So anyway, um... Then, yeah, and then from there, you know, I, so I was at 95, then after that, you know, got my increase and everything, and, you know, definitely went up, so I finally hit my six-figure mark, and then um, I knew it was time for me to leave that company, and, um, you know, I just knew that I had to get up out of there, and every time that I've left, I've gotten at least about a $30,000 increase. Or at least, like, after I left, right? So I stayed with that previous company as a talent acquisition manager for almost three years. And then um, every time that I'm leaving or I've even gotten my promotions, I'm always getting at least no less than $10,000 increase a year. Or if I'm getting, um, you know, if I'm moving companies, I'm getting about 30000 or more a year, okay? So all this is just to let you know that making 100K is definitely doable. Now, what's my advice to you? My advice to you is if you have to job hop, if you have to move around, do it. Do it. Do not be scared to make the jump. Sometimes we are too loyal to a fault to these companies and sometimes they ain't loyal back, you know, they just will not end up giving you that promotion that you wanted, that you deserved. They won't give you that bump in pay that you know you deserve. You're doing more responsibilities, more tasks and, and heavier workload. So that means that your money has to reflect the same, right? So sometimes we have to do what's best for us. Companies are going to do what's best for them. And if they have to fire you tomorrow and replace you with someone else, they're going to do it. So why are you going to hold back on your blessing of making more money and having a better future and financial security for you and your family than you would then at that point, right? So to me, I always advise my clients whenever I have clients saying, Nada, you know, I want to transfer jobs. I want to leave my job. What do you think? And I always tell them, leave. If you already have that thought, 
leave. Oh, but Nada, but what if I get counter-offered? Leave, leave. I got counter-offered too. And they wanted to match what I was getting with the new company. And guess what I said? No. Why? Because why do you got to wait until I'm ready to leave for you to want to pay me what you know that I deserve? We both know that I deserve this money. But now you're going to wait for me to leave and for them for you to tell me, oh, you know what? Actually, we do have the money in the budget. So how about we give you that money, that pay increase that you were looking for? And we'll keep your talents in-house and you don't take them somewhere else. Mm, red flag. Hell to the no. Okay? That's like, for me, that's like backpedaling. Okay? You are going back to like that person who's like doing you harm, right? Or that person that is like just using and abusing you and you know that they're using and abusing you and you know that they're doing you harm but you're just like but i love them i can't leave them is that sort of thing too with with jobs okay so i advise people no do not be loyal to these people do not be loyal to yourself to your wallet because at the end of the day you you're all you've got at the end of the day it's you, yourself, and you. It's, it's me, myself, and I, okay? And so, if you need to make that jump, do it. Nada, how can I, how can I make sure that I find a job that's going to pay me $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 or more in my, in my job? Well, first, you have to know what kind of job it is that you want. And let's say that you are, I don't know, an administrative assistant, all right? Okay, so the next step from there could be, let's say, for example, an office manager, okay? Um, how much does an office manager make? It also depends on your industry. And so what you want to do is you definitely want to research what the salary average for that role, the industry, in your area is by going on salary.com or Glassdoor. And on there, you will be able to see what people make, right? And because also it depends on the areas that you live. DC pay is different from Florida pay, different from Texas pay, different from California pay. All these different areas have different levels of pay. So you want to make sure that you are being paid adequately, okay? Then you also want to make sure that your resume reflects your experience, all right? So this is when usually if you're trying to work your way up into a more a higher level position, more of a leadership role, I always encourage to get a career coach because especially if you're not used to interviewing, if you're not uh, used to putting yourself out there, if you are timid, if you're shy, if you get very nervous, if you're like, I don't know what to say in an interview, I don't even know how to write my resume, I don't know how to do, this is when you hire a career coach, okay? Then I also would advise you to, when you go to the interview and, they, and you're asked, how much are you looking for? what's your salary rate uh, or your desired rate, that you be honest. Don't downplay your experience, okay? If if you're okay with a $2 increase in pay, 
great. That is good for you, right? If you are like, nope, I need 15000 20000 or whatever pay increase, that's what it is. A lot of these companies now, thanks to different laws that are slowly coming into effect throughout the nation, a lot of these companies are going to have to show their pay rates on their job postings, which will also give you, the job seeker, an advantage to see, okay, does this role fit me based on the rate or not? Because let me tell you something. I don't advise my clients to take pay cuts or even to stay the same in pay unless you can do it, unless that works for you. But other than that, if you cannot take a pay cut, if you cannot stay the same, then no, don't do it. Ask for more. If it's $5 more, $10 more, $20 more, whatever it is, ask for it and stand on it. Because a lot of times, some recruiters will try to sway you into other rates maybe lower or the same of where you're at. And if that's the case for you, uh-uh, keep it moving. Somebody else will pay you for what you're worth, okay? So I'm well into the six figures now. And so I'm doing pretty good for myself. And I also have my side business. So that also brings me other income. And I also have investments and other things too that play into how much I make. So... I will advise you to use my story as your inspiration. This little old Latina girl from growing up in Langley Park, Maryland, with immigrant parents to making it through her career, finding her career, making her career work for her, make sure that she asks for her money, and... Now, she is living la vida de luxury. This is me, okay? So, I will encourage you to do that for yourself and to make sure that you get to live la vida de luxury. Now, if you would like to know more in detail about how you can work with me, how I can help you to get there. And listen, you're not going to get there overnight, okay? It took me in my career to hit the six figures till about eight years. Eight years into my career to hit the six figures. So if someone is out there telling you, oh, you're just going to graduate college and you're going to automatically make six figures, uh, where? Where's that job at? Let me know because I got to let my people know, right? And so... It, you're very, very lucky, and it's rare the times that you do. But for us regular, regular ass folks, you know it does not come in that easy for us, okay? And so you have to jump around to make sure that you get paid what you deserve. So hit me up on either my Instagram at nada.urias or uh, visit my website, Elevate Your Career, ElevateYourCareer.com, or on LinkedIn at Nada Urias, and I can help you transform your life to hit that 100K.
See ya. Thank you for listening to Live in La Vida de Luxury. I hope you got some gems from it. Add them to your stash and enjoy luxury with me. Let's connect and be friends on all socials. I've added links to connect and my blog within the details of this episode. Till next time.